0: This journey all began with a campfire discussion with my friend Josh McComb and I. Josh was born in Guatemala and lived there for 18 years and was telling me about how spiritual things, more specifically demonic forces, actually act different in Guatemala versus the United States. And I'm not going to lie, it kind of scared me, but I wanted to know more. I wanted to know, can we meet in the middle? Can we, by looking at spiritual warfare in Guatemala, actually learn how to combat spiritual warfare that is very hidden in America? So that's what we're going to do in this episode. We're going to dive into how to equip ourselves with the tools and the understanding to combat the enemy all across the globe. So we we wanted to talk about spiritual warfare yeah. more specifically with this conversation, and you have a lot of touching points that you want to get to. <laughs> but there's a divide that between how demonic forces and the powers at be that we're actually going against there's a divide between how those forces the demonic forces work in a place like america and then in a third world country like guatemala Mm -hmm. so start there though your personal experience growing up in guatemala and seeing these things firsthand
1: so i grew up in a mayan village like in Northern Guatemala. And it was very common for people to like go to the witch doctor for healing, right? Mm. And then crack an egg over your head and like sing some song. The practice there is you go pay a witch doctor and they will curse somebody for you more often than not. Like really like these witch doctors have actual power over people and that we've observed. Right? So, um, somebody will go pay the witch doctor and the witch doctor will curse somebody's corn and somehow those people's corn will die. Um, or they'll like pay the witch doctor to, to curse a baby and the baby will get sick. Mm. Um, now, yeah. So there, are just things that I can't explain and I don't really yeah. have theological boxes for these things. One of the defining characteristics of the witch doctors is that they're all kind of synced up on the same mind calendar day. Mm. And actually when 2012 rolled around, we called our grandpa in the States who was super worried about 2012 happening. <sighs> and we're like, okay, here's an actual Mayan priest. Like he knows like the date and the, October it's because the Octoon was ending. Um, and actually like it has some spiritual significance. I think, um, like the Octunes always it's, it's one full rotation, of the, the larger mind calendar wheel. Um, when that ends, um, usually something crazy happens. So the last one, I think was when, uh, Cortez and his people landed. Okay, so the story that we were told is that these people receive um, a dream from like a dark person, right? And they say, hey, you have to serve me now or you will die. So when these people receive this enemy in their dream or this dark person in their dream, this like dark person enters through um, some part of their body, like either their hands or their mouth Mm -hmm. or their eyes or something and like possesses them. Right. And then the next morning they wake up and they are synced up on the mind calendar with all the rest of the mind priests. I don't know why that happens. And any mind priest can tell you the day and it's just how it is. And I think it's spiritual in nature and there's no way I can explain it.
0: As we transition into the next chapter of our journey, I want to set the tone with scripture. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after battle you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes with the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Next, we venture back to America and we speak with Director of Breakaway Ministries, Timothy Atique. And get his perspective on spiritual warfare in the world today.
2: the The reality is that we have an enemy. That mm. there is there is a a real uh, force. It's a personal force. It is Satan, mm. the devil, and he stands into. He stands in direct opposition to everything that pertains to God. So mm. that that really is what it is. It is a personal force. Um, Satan is a is a fallen angel that has an army of of demons that genuinely work to. Uh, to counteract anything that yeah. that pertains to, to God.
0: Mm. And, and so I, th- I think in, in that case, we have two kind of camps here. We have non-believers that are like, oh, that sounds like, you know, that's just, that's stupid. That's not scientific. That's not yep. this. And then we have believers that have heard these stories their whole lives and don't, it's kind of like a fairy tale to them, don't really take it seriously.
2: the The point is that there is... A opposition force that is against us and so every day when we wake up we're not just stepping out into life we're stepping onto a battlefield um, and so you know the reality is that every single one of us has has an enemy who hates us and he is seeking to steal kill and destroy um, you know first Peter 5 says that that the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour so <laughs> In terms of the, our our tendency is to want to only deal with what we can see within the confines of the observable world. There needs to be this awareness that there is a there is a evil force that is out to mm-hmm. hijack our hearts. Mm-hmm. Our so hearts, have you ourselves.
0: how have you seen you know you've been around college students um, for a while now, and uh, to many of them you are a significant uh, source of truth. So have you seen spiritual warfare or, you know, hidden forces work in a college environment? It seems like a place where Satan really thrives, sure. <laughs> you know, in some, in some ways.
2: Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think we're living in an age where one of Satan's greatest tools is simply distraction that he, I, I think that he does a really good job of distracting us from God. If, you know, I do not think that social media is from the devil. I think that social media can be a good thing. It's not always a good thing, but it can be a good thing. But when you think about college students, how busy college students like to be, that they want to be involved. And at the same time, they have this constant desire to be in the know of everything going on in their sphere of influence with social media. There is never time to think deeply about life. They're just constantly moving. Their, kinds are, their minds are constantly going. And, and so I meet with college students that the reality is they're too busy for God, which means they're too busy. And that is an effective tool of the evil one. That if he can distract college students, if if God can just be one of the things that college students need to give their attention to, instead of the thing, then he's effective. And I think that um, I think that there's that he's good at distracting. Um, I also think that uh, sex is one of the greatest um, things that the evil one has hijacked in, in our society. I mean, sex has been one of God's greatest gifts to humanity. And what has been the response of the world? The response of the world has been to say, we know how to do it better than the inventor does. And so I think that we have an enemy who has, who has taken, taken our minds in the, the, God-given desires of our heart and he's distorted those things and I think that that is where he said so that's why I talk to a lot of college students who are dealing with shame and it, it comes back to, to sexual impurity, that they feel a lot of shame. That's not what God desires for them, but the evil one's really effective.
1: I want to say that this like this enemy has been here for a lot longer than um, has been had remained unchallenged in these areas a lot longer than he had in the States so Christianity had saturated Western culture then this cultural clash happens if you read the conquest of New Spain by Bernal Dias you kind of see like his perspective of it they're good like Catholics they come in and they see like Mayan Aztec priests like fattening up children in cages Mm -hmm. to sacrifice them. I don't know. I don't want to like Put any negative negativity towards like Their culture at all like it's beautiful and the artwork is beautiful and everything is beautiful But there's certain spiritual practices that are evil that anybody in the world would see are evil
0: So so to kind of wrap up what you're saying can you basically just explain being in both areas for both significant times of your life, living Mm -hmm. in America for a significant time and living in Guatemala for a significant time? Yeah. What are the biggest similarities and differences? Like, what does it look like in Guatemala and what does it look like here when you're talking about, you know, spiritual warfare? This journey of hidden forces has been so intriguing so far and i'm so glad it's not over join me to continue the adventure and continue the journey in part two of this series